and welcome to the Any Cafe podcast. This is episode 71 with me, Lee Davis, Nick Lone. Hello. And Gregory Moffat. Hello. Welcome back, boys. It's been two weeks since we podcasted last uh, because we were doing our E3 predictions show. And this, of course, is where we uh, delve into the results of Greg's 20 Questions games and take you on a deep dive through Nintendo's presentation, which was a 40-minute extravaganza of new and uh, old games being remastered. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, follow us at AnyCafe2, Facebook or Instagram at AnyCafe Podcast, or at the AnyCafe Podcast thread at the N Europe Forums. Guess the Transition Tunes is a little game between podcast segments where you can drop us a line at those N Europe Forums, at specifically at the AnyCafe thread, and tell us where all those little transition pieces of music come from. And last week, Nick, where did they come from? Last week, it was a game that we talked about in our prediction show, but one that didn't show up at E3, unfortunately. Shame. And that was uh, A Beautiful Joe for the GameCube. And it was... Who was it? Was it Sam that got it? All right. It yeah. was, yeah. Right, Sam yeah. got it correct. He was very quick off the trigger there. It I think was, Jonas yeah. knew it as well, mm-hmm. but um, pipped, pipped to the post there by Sam. Well done, Sam. So get ready, and we can have a you know a couple of less sections this week. So there'll be, I think there'll be less um, transition to music, unless you're going to slot them in between different parts of the E3 direct presentation here, Nick. Yeah, we'll see what I can do later, but at least three to give people okay, a that's fair good. chance. Good listening, good luck with these transition tunes, and get in touch with us at that Enemy Cafe thread at the End Europe forums, while we take you through Nintendo's E3 presentation. <laughs> isn't just all about Nintendo, Nick and Greg. We've also seen other companies releasing certain games and saying, hey, this is coming, this is coming. And I think the one that struck me first was Ubisoft's Mario and Rabbid Sparks of Hope. I did like the first game. This is looking um, more of an open world, um, even in its strategy. You know, there's no boxes where uh, people move around. It's just kind of free kind of form uh, strategy game. I'm looking forward to it, but as I said on Discord there, Greg, something maybe two years' time when it's down to £7.50 like the <laughs> original one. <laughs> well, I think in the last podcast, you both didn't think it was coming. Yep. Um, yeah, well, it wasn't a surprise to me, really. And, like, it actually looks, for what it is, like, it looks very good. Like, I thought the trailer was, was pretty cool, and obviously it has that, that humour again about it, but... It's it's not really a game for me. Like like you say, like the freeform way that like the the battles work and stuff is definitely something a wee bit different. Um, because there's so many games like you think about Advance Wars and Fire Emblem and stuff. Where it's all grid based, and obviously the original Mario and Rabbids is is a grid as well. So yeah, that will mix things up a wee bit. But I, I still don't think it's something for me, unfortunately. Because uh, I'm only mentioning the ones that um, had the potential to come to Nintendo's uh, system, and that one did. Are you excited for that, Nick? Um, excited's the wrong word, 
but <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to it, I guess, a little bit. Um, I did enjoy the first game, even though I didn't finish it. Like I think I spent about 10 hours with it, and I did enjoy what I played. And I think the good things about this is it definitely looks better than the first game, and that already looked very good. I do think taking it away from the grid and sort of having a new gameplay mechanic is going to be interesting because I do think more of the same wouldn't be quite as appealing to me and it's good to see they're taking it out of the Mushroom Kingdom as well it looks like it's going to be sort of inspired a bit by uh, Odyssey where it's going to lots of different worlds and strange places so that as well is quite interesting but it's a good year away at least I think so plenty of time to get hyped later on but it was a good first showing can I give my little prediction for the bad guy um, we, we've seen everybody like Mario and the rabbit Mario, Luigi, the Luigi rabbit. We saw Rosalina rabbit, but we never saw Rosalina. I think something's happened to her. And that uh, <laughs> ominous kind of tower of purple uh, it mm. might actually be her corrupted in some form. <laughs> She's going to be the bad queen of the galaxy. You've got to restore power back to the galaxy. Away, take it away from her, rather. Uh, what do you think of that, Greg? It's a solid shout. Good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. show. It is a good show. <laughs> something that uh, could have been coming to Switch, which should have been coming to Switch, was something in the Square Enix Presents. And uh, a lot of E3 has been uh, <laughs> negative in the press. And uh, all these Final Fantasy games have come. So when they showed Final Fantasy 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 getting remastered, everyone was jumping up. And then Steam and mobile ports were announced, Nick. <laughs> I didn't even watch... Square Enix, I heard about it after, and by all accounts, it was a terrible show. So maybe they're coming later. Maybe it's just like uh, they're putting it on Steam and mobile first, and I'm sure the backlash will convince them to think about putting it on the home consoles. But yeah, very disappointing. And the art style, the remake art style, is not that great, to be honest. I would prefer, I would love them to do Dragon Quest 3 HD or 2D HD, whatever it's called, do that for all the Final Fantasy games. It's just. It seems like a no-brainer if they want to make a lot of money, but whether they will is another question. Maybe they're holding it back for a future release. Yeah. I, I thought maybe it was like, you know, in Nintendo Direct, they were going to show these six games and, oh, it's coming to Nintendo as well. See, you got you all got het up for nothing there, Greg. <laughs> well, I haven't even seen, like, the graphics or anything, like, and I didn't see the presentation either, so, like, I was, I was almost kind of laughing whenever I seen, like, <laughs> seen that it was all come to mobile, like, thinking oh, overall we bit precious that we sort of need it on consoles instead of mobile like everybody has a mobile and then i sort of thinking like if that was like wave race coming back and nintendo said exclusively to mobile i'd be raging. <laughs> so yeah i understand yeah now for me that that is pretty much all the kind of third party developers that that i was interested in um capcom didn't show anything new and, and all that but is there anything else you want to talk about, Greg, from before the Nintendo one? I think this was a really, really, really terrible E3 overall. It just, it was so unnecessary. And it I think it speaks volumes that I watched the Summer Games Fest and I was mildly entertained and I saw some things that looked interesting. And that ended up being one of the highlights of E3 because outside of Microsoft and Nintendo, there was nothing and even Microsoft, it's been getting a lot of praise online. People saying, oh, it's the best conference ever. It was very mediocre, in my opinion, in terms of what's coming. I, Halo looks great. I'm really excited for it. 
seeing Forza Horizon 4, uh, sorry, 5 as well was really cool. But there was nothing really... Stalker 2 looks interesting. Um, but apart from that, I didn't really see much in Microsoft con- uh, Microsoft conference to be able to go, wow, I'm so glad I got an Xbox. It was just sort of standard. <laughs> it standard made me fare. go, wow, I'm so <laughs> glad I got rid of the yeah. Xbox. Not even Starfield. It was it was awful. It was there's nothing interesting there for me. It, I would have liked to have seen a little bit of gameplay. I can't believe it's a year and a half away. So yeah, it's just I mean it was fine. There was nothing terrible, there was nothing offensive in it. It just it there was nothing that really made me think I'm so glad I picked this up. I'm really looking forward to Halo. I'm gonna have a ton of fun with that, definitely. I can see the online multiplayer looks amazing. Um I'll go through Forza 5 and enjoy it a lot but outside of that for this year at least there wasn't really anything that I saw that I can't already really get on Game Pass and have a decent amount of fun with I'm sure there's a couple of a couple of games I'd like to try but I won't be purchasing anything for sure well I suppose that was the pretty like the big thing about the commentary really. like pretty much every trailer that came up it was like play it day one on on game pass like so like there was lots of stuff there it was. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just whether that stuff's for you or not really mm-hmm. and to be honest like i i didn't see all the conference but i seen like quote quite a bit of it and like most of it was just seemed like things that just just not for me and all very like me or something I, I don't know like i'm i think i'm almost at the point where everything just like feels the same or it's like we've seen this before and I suppose that's that's probably true of Nintendo as well, but like, I just there was absolutely nothing that got me excited. Like, wow, I r- really need this. That's old age kicking in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Seen it all before. <laughs> so we're going to move on to Nintendo's E3 presentation. Takahashi and Yoshiaki Koizumi came back once again. Uh, this they, They're basically the duo now, aren't they, for um, presenting these uh, E3 direct, well, all directs uh, of, of recent times. And they started off with something that was a little bit too long for my liking. It went on uh, showing move after move. It's like, oh, come on, show this. Masahiro Sakurai said there's going to be a Smash Direct on 28th of June at 3pm in the UK and why are you showing all this now? Just show me the introduction of who it is and let's move on. It was Kazuya Mishima, uh, Mishima that's right, I was right, from the Tekken series. Anybody expect this? We None of us uh, predicted it, that's for sure, Greg. Nope, and that's kind of what I enjoyed about it. <laughs> like, I'm not that bothered about who comes to Smash because obviously it's not it's not my favourite game, but I do love seeing the character reveals, and we all had our predictions of who would come, and I don't think anybody nope. thought Kazuya Mishima, but in a way I kind of like... The way I watched Nintendo's E3, it was, it was a bit tricky because like, I was working at that time, so I actually didn't really get to catch any of it until I went out to my car after work and was streaming it on my phone um but like as soon as it started and then you see like Ganondorf being carried I think there's a I, I expect it obviously a smash trailer but I think maybe like 
may have fooled some people into thinking it was maybe like Breath of the Wild 2 or something. It got me 100%. Yeah, yeah. Right. The, the, those first 20 seconds while he's, you know, being thrown, it's like, oh, what's happening to uh, Link here and all that. And you know, Ganon, mm-hmm. Ganondorf being thrown in there. Yes, it got me as well. <laughs> it almost looked too good. Like, uh, even better than a Switch Pro would be, <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I thought that was very funny. And I actually think the character's decent enough. Like, Tekken's not overly represented on on Nintendo systems. I mean, we've got um, Tekken Tag Tournament 2 on Wii U and there's Tekken 3D as well on the on the 3DS. And I think there's a Game Boy Advance version as well. I don't think we've seen seen Tekken apart from that. Um, but I, it's a decent enough character and like I suppose of the big fighting game franchises, maybe Mortal Kombat's the only one that's that's left out at this stage. Yeah, because we have Virtua Fighter inclusions as in... Um, is it costumes? Costumes and the yeah. assist trophy as well. There's a, an assist trophy yeah. from Virtua Fighter. Mm-hmm. So that's in there as well. Yeah, it's only that uh, Mortal Combat now. Soul Calibur. As, Don't forget Soul and, Calibur. Oh, yeah. Of <laughs> well, we can, yeah, we can See, have a link from Soul Calibur. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually thinking about like the... If they're going to do that, Yoshimitsu would have would have covered both games, but mm. then like he looks completely different in every in every game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose that would have given them an opportunity for different costumes and stuff. But he's obviously I wouldn't be quite as recognisable. Probably. What's your takeaway from the Smash Brothers inclusion there, Nick? Um, it's not a character I was looking forward to personally. Um, I've only played Tekken One and Two on the on the PS One a long, long time ago, so I don't really have much history with it or very good memories i could say with it but i think it's an it's going to be an interesting character to play as it's somebody different again like rio who's going to have a different move set so i think yeah it's 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 good from that perspective and it's also good from the perspective that we're going to get a lot of tekken content in the game like music and stuff like that stage so that's gonna it's just it just keeps adding and adding and adding to what is undoubtedly the biggest fighting game ever I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous how many series are represented <laughs> now. So it's good. And it also means that the last character is going to be someone completely unexpected as well. I think, I think Sakurai is going to go all out on the last one. And I wouldn't actually be that surprised if we saw DLC pack three, but who knows? Yeah, it wouldn't be at this point, you know, yeah. they, yeah, it's, there's just so much more they could do, especially in the Nintendo sphere mm-hmm. as well, or, or Capcom characters and, and just smaller characters and smaller series that could be included. Yeah, I wouldn't be, yeah, I wouldn't be. I would say from like the business standpoint, the, the, the Nintendo will definitely be wanting DLC mm-hmm. Pack 3 probably, but Sakurai, I, <laughs> he looks tired, I don't doesn't he? he? he yeah. <laughs> When he was holding his Wii controller, like, oh, I st- still need to record the, <laughs> the the gameplay video or whatever. Yeah, There's another job for me to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we move on from that, do you, do, does that pave the way for a uh, Tekken inclusion on the Switch? A proper Tekken game there? I would say why not, yeah. Maybe a remaster of something of a previous game. I don't know what what they're on now. Is it six they're on now, Tekken? Seven. Seven, seven I think. And it's it's been out for quite a while, actually. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't. I don't honestly don't think it means anything if uh, yeah. if, a, if a character gets represented now. Like, it's it's not indicative of a game coming. Yeah, not with some of the uh, the other inclusions in there. That's for sure. 
Joker, yes, we saw uh, Persona 5 Strikers, but uh, none of the Persona games have made it, have they? Not the 5 itself. So moving on, Life is Strange Remastered Collection, which is basically 1 and 2, and Life is Strange, the uh, the prequel, sorry, which is Life is Strange Before the Storm, uh, with remastered visuals and animation, and Life is Strange True Colors coming on September the 10th are coming to the Switch. So there's three Life is Strange games there, but one is a collection, bundling two games together. I have no affinity to these. And when I saw the animation and the first part of it, I thought, uh, that's not for me. And then when I saw the game itself, I thought, uh, maybe as a kind of uh, what what remains of Edith Finch kind of um, storytelling vibe to it there. So possibly I need to look into it more. Nick, you were nodding. Anything you'd be interested there? No, this, is, this isn't for me. I'm going to pass on this one. No interest, unfortunately. But I guess it is fairly similar to Edith Finch. From what I understand, at least, anyway. There's there's some mechanic of um, absorbing people's emotions or something in there. So you you get an understanding from people, I suppose, and um, become their friend. Greg? Um, I wouldn't really say it's overly similar to Edith Finch, but I, I do think it's something that you would you would maybe enjoy, Lee. Like, I've played the first game and Before the Storm, and I actually had a pretty decent time with the, the first Life is Strange on PS ps3 it would have been i played it on and yeah it was, it was kind of okay like um and then i played before the storm it must have been last year the year before on ps4 and i c- kind of hated it actually like the the teen angst and stuff just wasn't really <laughs> gel with maybe maybe i'm getting too old again again but it was just like it was kind of rubbing rubbing off me the wrong way and stuff and it sort of put me off playing any more games and that sort of like franchise or maybe even genre um but it's, it's a good get for the switch like it, it's not something i really expect it to be coming mm-hmm. across yeah it was a surprise I, I had a similar kind of feeling when i was playing oxen free uh, a while back when this in, in the, the early days of the switch and that kind of teenage angst and drinking parties on the beach and all that is like <laughs> it's it's a long time ago <laughs> uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy came up and then there was this uh, disclaimer across the top and if you weren't quick enough you would know where you could have read the disclaimer and I, di- I didn't quite catch it the, the, the initial uh, when I was watching it um, live basically the direct and it basically says about uh, internet connections and making sure you've got a, a st- stable online connection because this is a cloud version of Mar- uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is releasing same date, I believe, as other consoles, October the 26th. I'm put off by the the, the character models. I'm a big Marvel uh, superhero fan and I lo- like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, especially the first one. Um, and then you kind of you know yes it's 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 in this in the same kind of vein but the way she make make them look a little bit like chris pratt and co um don't you know you've gone so far off the mark here that it does nothing for me nick no um i don't i'm not interested in marvel or guardians of the galaxy but again this game got me i thought it was i was like this this can't be a switch game it looks too good and I was convinced that we were being shown a Switch Pro game, and then it was only it was only after the direct that I read that it was cloud conversion. So I was kind of disappointed, but it yeah. did make me pay attention when I saw how good it looked. I was like, "Wow, this looks great!" But yeah, unfortunately, it's just a cloud game. So never mind. I I had the well, I I, I got a video on um, old Nintendo game on YouTube there of. Um, 
what was the first one? Control. And that cloud version played absolutely awful with lots of lag. But I did dip into Hitman 3, the cloud version, once they updated it. So you could choose between uh, performance and um, 60 frames a second and everything. And graphical. Um, once I put it onto performance, that ran really well in the cloud version, which I was quite surprised with. So um, there's potential there for Marvel, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy, Greg. Um, there's just no potential for me as <laughs> a like Nick it's, it's not my sort of thing but I think does he does he be like posted in Discord um, like a rumour <laughs> I don't know where he got it from or if he was just like mucking about or whatever but he said like on the Switch Pro crumbs like the what it's going to work is like Switch Pro uh, will have like good versions of the games and then they'll, if they're not able to run on the original Switch there'll be a cloud version which I always thought, no, that's complete nonsense. Now I'm wondering. <laughs> but, yeah, there's always that lingering doubt, uh, which, yeah, who knows? Breath of the Wild 2 cloud version. Oh, dear. <laughs> which we'll be talking about later. Uh, Worms Rumble. I am quite interested in this. June the 23rd, so it's a couple of uh, days from here, three days from uh, when we're recording this podcast. And why I'm extra enticed uh, by it, it's only £8.34 pence on the European eShop, or the UK eShop there, with 32-player cross-platform combat, and it has an extra map which is opening up uh, Spaceport Showdown, and you get your hands on a free Nintendo Switch-exclusive patchwork bear. And it's basically worms that we know and love, but in real time. Greg? Uh, what was the patchwork bear like link like why is what makes that like tied to <laughs> to switch specifically oh it had uh, it was a it was a hat which made him look like a bear but it was red and blue that's it yeah it was i just got that but i just colors. i didn't understand why it was that like the, like maybe they couldn't get like a nintendo character in or something uh, yeah. But, yeah but yeah like i i actually have this game free on ps plus and i haven't opened it so I don't think I'll be paying eight pound thirty four for, it, even though that is like a, a good price. Nick, I uh, tried Worms WMD on the Game Pass and really, really didn't like it. So <laughs> I don't think I'll be jumping into this either. I know it's a completely different game, but yeah, I just I really didn't get on with WMD at all. Played it for about an hour. Takes far too long to load certain things, and I just got fed up with it in the end. And you know, when you're playing against the computer, you have to wait so long for them to take their turn. And I just, yeah, I know this is different, but I think I, I'm going to pass on the Worms franchise. It's not as good as it well, used to be. Yeah, the Worm is, is pretty much your like environment and opportunity to play it. If you're sitting there, four players around the, around the TV, mm-hmm. Uh, or doing these wee tactical moves and watching people making like silly mistakes and stuff and blowing people up and punching them away into the into the sea and stuff. It's <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, but I suppose that is going back quite a few years. I've probably talking about twenty years since <laughs> I had the opportunity to do that. Like, um, but yeah, it's Rumble is definitely different as well. Then there were two um, games which I don't care any uh, jot about, and I don't think you two will either. As- Daria Ascending, Astria Ascending, sorry, and Two Point Campus, which which looks fair enough, Two Point Campus, you know. They had Two Point Hospital from Sega as well. It's, it's, it's building upon what the hospital franchise did and taking it a little bit further. Anyone interested in those two? Campus a little bit. I mean, I, I've played Two Point Hospital yeah. on PC and I, I do quite like it. It's very reminiscent of Theme Hospital, but obviously made for the modern era. 
and campus does look quite interesting but i would not buy it on switch it would be a pc game definitely understandable and i know that greg is very excited about the next uh title which popped along um it uh, started by trying to hide what it was and not many games did try and hide what they were in this switch um uh, in, in nintendo e3 direct they kind of blasted up this is what we're going to talk about and there was no surprise for anything this game was a surprise as um, a ball came uh, floating in from space towards earth in super monkey ball Banana Mania, which has uh, Super Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball 2, and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe coming out on October the 5th with over 300 recreated levels and 12 fun minigames. Greg, over to you. Uh, well, it wasn't really a surprise. Like That splash screen <laughs> would have given it away <laughs> to me anyway, but I actually um, had seen the box art the must have been the day before or the day before that. So we knew there was a Banana Mania coming. We didn't necessarily know what it was. So to see that it was like a remaster of the the first two games and Deluxe as well, which which is I, the I first two Deluxe games, isn't was, it? Basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's, but it's the first have... two games, and it adds some extra levels, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, this extra content. Yeah. So I mean, like that's that's pretty much what everybody wanted from yep. <laughs> from a new <laughs> Monkey Ball game. So like, if anything, it was almost like the highlight of the the E three direct for me because. Like I had actually just played Monkey Ball was it last month or the month before on the, on the GameCube. Like I played through the expert mode again. Like and yeah, it was like I really enjoyed it. And like I'm very happy that it's coming to Switch as well. So yeah, I can't can't complain at all. I just slightly disappointed that like um it was really great to see some of the the mini games returning and stuff as well. Yeah. It's a little unfortunate that they're not online. Mm-hmm. It's all local. I didn't know that. Uh, that's a shame. They, they're missing missing the boat there, Nick. Well, I hadn't been spoiled on this. I didn't see the box art, and there was a very audible gasp when I understood that it was Monkey Ball and I heard the little banana chime. Um, so, yeah, this was by far the best announcement of the entire E3 weekend or week for me. I was, I'm so excited for this. I never expected it. And I know it's just a remake, but... It's one of my very favorite games from the GameCube, the first one at least, and to be able to play it again in HD on a modern system, I think they have uh, the game coming out at a budget price as well, don't they? Isn't it thirty? It's going to be thirty. I can't remember. I'm sure I saw yes, a price somewhere. I th- yeah. yeah, I think I have it pre-ordered for around about thirty pounds. Yeah, so perfect. That's just. I mean, I obviously want new games, but sometimes you just want that little thing. <laughs> that's going to you know hit the hit the nostalgia right in the right spot and this for me this was it absolutely perfect announcement can't wait for it and it's looking great yes you know when they showed the mm-hmm. the actual super monkey ball deluxe running and it's, it's like yeah they've, they've they've done their work on the textures and everything there looks looks nice the only thing that i'm a little bit apprehensive about is playing it on a pro controller because the the gamecube controller had the grooves in the analog stick which were kind of helpful, especially in Monkey Ball, because if you press the analog stick forward, it went forward. Whereas here, if you're one or two degrees to the left or right, it's going to be a little bit awkward, I think. So (laughs) potential for frustrating controls. I hope they get it right. (laughs) Well, you're worried about playing on the pro controller. The Joy-Cons are going to be a nightmare. Well, that's the only option I have. And Mm -hmm. to be fair, that's what I played um, Banana Blitz HD with. and. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, we'll have to see how it goes, but I am a wee bit concerned because, like, even when I was playing it on the GameCube, like, there's some very, very tricky sections, and, like, I, I do worry about how, how precise those controls are going to be. Um, the only other thing I would say about the, the Wii trailer would be at the start of it, when they were showing, going like all through all the games in the history of Monkey Ball, there was it for a flicker of a second. I was sort of thinking, are we getting like sort of a all remix of, <laughs> of all of these games? Like, but then whenever it showed Banana Blitz as well, I thought, right, well, we've already got that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad. Glad it's just the first two games. I don't, I'm not really that bothered about the rest anyway. And there's um, a jump button in it. But it's off by default, and it's there for, um, I suppose, making the game easier for mm. um, beginners and all that. You can actually turn the jump on. So I'm glad that it's off by default, which is how Super Monkey Ball, in my mind, should be played. Uh, moving on to something that does pretty much the same from uh, the generation before that, the N64 is back in Mario Party Superstars. And... There was a little bit of me here when it was it was opening up the you know the kind of reel for this and it was going on oh, five boards from classic N sixty four era. I thought yes, this this is going to be some DLC for Super Mario Party and it's going to be expanded and all that. And then they dropped the bomb that this is an individual game with five boards and over a hundred mini games from across the Mario Party series and all modes can be played online. Mm, it was very much a, a copy and paste sort of job like uh, even like the graphics and stuff it's obviously mostly just from Super Mario Party um, I would love to have seen like DLC boards and stuff for Super Mario Party but I completely understand why they haven't done it not just because they can they can milk you out of uh, another 40 quid or whatever but I think it's because of the controls and the way like the having to play with the Joy-Con limited people, like people with switch lights were kinda screwed, you had to buy a separate Joy-Con and play on that wee tiny screen. Uh Mario Party Superstars is all button controlled, so everybody can play it.M um, even so like bringing back N sixty like classic N sixty four N sixty four boards they say, like the boards they shown they've shown like i i don't really remember any <laughs> any of them <laughs> same it's like um so like i don't know i don't think i'll be getting this if i'm quite honest but um yeah i can't can't really fault them for bringing it out but it's uh, it's a wee bit irritating i just wish they give you the option of yeah you can buy this as a new game if you don't have super mario party but we also have the five board pack for Super Mario Party as DLC. You know, give us give us the option of which one we want to choose. But I won't be picking this up either, Nick. The, I'm glad it's not DLC because I definitely, definitely wouldn't have picked it up if it was DLC. And I'm kind of on the fence about it. I think five boards is pretty bare bones. I would have preferred more. Yeah. Um, but... It's nice to see a lot of these classic games that I enjoyed on the N64 coming back. And I am kind of interested in it. It's good that it's online. That's another reason why I might get it. But yeah, I find the five boards is a little bit lackluster. Because there was was definitely like six, I think, in the first 64 game. And they were all pretty good and pretty varied from what I remember. But I'm trying to think of Super Mario Party. There's only about five boards Mm -hmm. in that as well, isn't there? Yeah. You sort of think like... With the amount of stuff that it takes to sort of like make a game and stuff, to like make a slightly different shaped board and a few different like outcomes Obstacles, and stuff, yeah. you wouldn't think it would be that 
that challenging like and you mm-hmm. sort of think if they do bring dlc out for this version and mm-hmm. they like neglect it the previous version that, that's gonna it's gonna upset a few people as well i think yeah i'm already upset uh <laughs> moving on to the biggest well is is it the biggest that's what i'm gonna ask you is it the biggest for you nick has already said super monkey ball um banana mania is his biggest um excitement from this uh, Nintendo E3 pre- presentation. But Metroid is back and the dread is real. October the 8th as well. Pre-orders are open on the eShop if you want to go and uh, splash the cash already. It's uh, £50 to download there. The first 2D Metroid game with a new story in 19 years. And apparently this is going to conclude the, this um, 2D Metroid saga, which is, you know, Metroid and then uh, Samus Returns, Super Metroid, Fusion, and then this is the fifth one in the, in the kind of saga, concluding it. Looks visually, and I've heard so many people on Twitter slated for being, oh, it's a 2D game for 50 quid. I think it looks beautiful. It's, it looks absolutely delightful there. I'm really concerned about things that people were concerned with, with Mercury Steam's first Samus Returns, and whether or not they're going to fix issues that people had with it, especially the melee combat and stuff like that. But it looks pretty much... I didn't play Samus Returns. It looks pretty much more of the same from my perspective, and this isn't the game I'll be picking up. How about you, Greg? Uh, well, firstly, I probably will be picking it up. Um and I was glad to glad to see it appear. Um, I found it funny when the DM Dread came up on the screen because it's one of those games that was rumored for a long time and just never materialized. Um, so I think Nintendo were having the <laughs> a bit of a laugh with us there, but that's, I really enjoyed that. Um, in terms of visuals, I don't think it looks beautiful, which is is one problem. Like it's. It's not ghastly by any means, like, but it's whenever like the trailer first began for for a wee minute or two, like I sort of thought it might be like a sequel to Other M because obviously mm-hmm. you're like it was showing a viewpoint sort of behind Samus and stuff. I thought, oh, maybe this is like a three D, like a a proper sequel, maybe like a Team Ninja on it again or something. So like initially, I was maybe a wee bit disappointed that it was a, another two D Metroids, but um. I mean, Samus Returns was was pretty decent. Like, I, it's a seven out of ten sort of game for me, but like, I enjoyed it, and I'd I'd be up for more. Um, not overly confident with Mercury Mercury Steam, but like, I think they'll probably produce an R solid enough entry. I'd say I wouldn't be surprised if it's an R sort of seven out of ten sort of range game, but like, I'll definitely be picking it up to play it. And while the visuals don't look particularly impressive or something there is something to be said for and this is sort of like true of a lot of nintendo games really they're very like uh clean and there's like a lot of like curious it's always easy to see like i see stuff like ratchet and clank rift apart which is getting good reviews and stuff it's not my sort of game but like i see a lot of stuff happening on the screen and there's a lot of noise like a lot of visual noise around and it's like when you play like a Mario game or whatever, like it's always like very crisp and clean and clear, and I actually really appreciate that more than going for going for a big visual impact just for the sake of it. Um, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this. Not so sure, not really sure about the the Emmy design, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. 
I'm not too sure about the ME design myself. The first time I saw it, I was like, ah, it's just a, a kind of, yeah, generic, that's the word I'm looking for, a cliche I was going to say as well, a kind of uh, futuristic robot chasing you down. And I can't say that in games that have done it in the past as well, I like that mechanic of being chased down all the time and put under time pressure. I, I know this is in specific areas which may mitigate that kind of feeling, but um, I, I'm not that. That's one reason why I'm put off it as well. Is that kind of dread feeling? It's not going to scare me <laughs> in that dread feeling, but it's just going to annoy me. How about you, Nick? I think generic is a good word to describe my first impression. Because I thought the the visuals were pretty bad when I first when it was first revealed, and I do think it looked very generic. I thought it was like, well, Shadow Complex was 2008 or 9 or whatever that was. And I thought it looked very much like Shadow Complex. So after the director wasn't that hot on it, but after watching the Treehouse segments, I became sold on the game. I think it does actually look quite good visually. Um, it's not great, but it's it's not as bad as it seemed in the first reveal. And yet... It seems like there's a bit of variation in the types of worlds as well, because that whole sort of metallic thing didn't really grab me at all. But they did explore a little bit on the treehouse and show some other parts of it as well. So it's not it's not only that. And yeah, I'm up for it. I haven't played a 2D Metroid since Super Metroid and skipped the 3DS one, skipped the GBA ones. So I'm looking forward to this one. I'll I'll be picking it up for sure on day one. What about the amiibo? Will you get the matching no, amiibo? Absolutely there? not. No. <laughs> <laughs> not sure you'll be able to get the yeah. amiibos no, already. Hundred pounds. Yeah. Oof, the scalpers already mm-hmm. are they? Of course they are. Yes. Um, yeah. The the two. I I quite like the. I don't like the ME design, but the the um, Samus uh, amiibo is looking pretty flash as well. I quite like that. Uh, then we had a, a quick blast through another couple of games, just as 2022, and I'm, I know you don't care about that one, but Cruisin' Blast, which is a Nintendo... I can't remember who the developers of the Cruisin' games are. Midway, that's right. Um, it is a Nintendo um, franchise, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Nintendo own, owns some stake in it anyway. Um, and they're arcade games, and it's coming to the Switch. How do you feel about that? You did mention, Greg, um, that you were looking at Ridge Racer. Will this fill the gap? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, t- to be fair, it looks pretty awful. But mm-hmm. there were some, like, um, Excite Truck yeah, elements yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I think the way, like, the... The cars and stuff blasted off things, and we're up suspended up in there for quite a while. Um, graphically, it looks very poor. Like seeing like unicorns and stuff <laughs> going around is very very weird. Um, I don't think it will probably review particularly well either. Um, I'll see how it turns out. I've actually never played a cruising game before. I. Th- I, I can't remember which one it was, and it's many years ago. I did play one in the arcade, mm-hmm. um, in an actual arcade cabinet where you had got the steering wheel and all that and sat down. Um, it's, it's generic again, using that same word to describe Metroid. Uh, Cruising Blast is a generic racer. Um, but they do say, Nick, it's the arcade smash hit. So, potential? I Yeah, I thought this was a pretty good announcement and unexpected again. like It seems like Nintendo have bringing a lot of old franchises back in the C3, and this was one I definitely didn't expect. Cruising USA is, on the N64 is awful. Really, really bad game. <laughs> but Cruising World and Cruising Exotica are both pretty good. I rented Were they on the N64 Both on the N64. Well? I rented the last one, and I owned World, and World was really good. I mean, it's 
I guess the closest thing I could say is it's just it's just a classic arcade racer. You know, you've got a wide road. You go from the start to the end. It's not on circuits. Um, and you have to... It's kind of like Horizon Chase Turbo in that way that you have to sort of pass everybody. You start last and you have to pass everybody, basically. Um, the one on the Wii was absolutely horrendous. I think that was just called Cruising. That rings a bell, yeah. That, I never played that it. That was though. really, really bad. But this, I think this looks great. I thought the trailer was really fun. I thought it showed off a lot of different places, different types of vehicles and stuff like that. Very, very, very arcadey. So... I'll definitely be up for giving this a go. It might have a bit of trouble. You know, they got the Asphalt 9 mm-hmm. Legends, mm-hmm. and that, that is a free-to-download game as well. Yeah. And drop in. It might have a bit of trouble going up against that because it's kind of doing the same, similar thing. Hopefully, it'll be a eShop-only 20-quid release. Then I will be, if it's yeah. going to be a full-price 50-quid, you can forget about it. There's no way I'm going to get it. For that. There is a physical edition coming. Mm. So then that might mean they're going for a high price, which is not great. But it does look good. It does look fun. Yeah, 35 of the maximum, please, uh, Nintendo. Uh, moving on to Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and a new Power Awakens set, uh, which is a, kind of an open-world RPG set in the Dragon Ball Z universe. None of us are excited about that, boys. No. Nope. Then we'll move on to something I'm very excited about and even purchased my uh, two Nintendo Switch Online vouchers to uh, download and pre-order Mario Golf Super Rush before it drops this coming Friday. And the one thing that kind of pushed me over the edge was the free updates, including courses and characters. Free updates, not DLC. They might announce DLC further down the line, who knows. But one of the courses that was shown was New Donk City itself. So we'll be uh, smacking balls around the, the city, uh, Nick. <laughs> Are you picking it up? Well, I won't. I definitely won't be smacking balls around the city. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy voucher and get this, and probably Skyward Sword. Um, I still need to think yes. about this, the second game, what that's gonna be. But again, like I already know, I didn't need to see the trailer. I knew it was gonna be great, but very very strong showing in the treehouse of this game. It looks absolutely fantastic. It looks like there's an a ton of content already there there's lots of different game modes um the what's the what's the special mode called speed rush battle uh, the speed, speed rush and then there's the battle looks, version looks of it great yeah. the battle version looks great the actual controls look i would say like a little bit of a step up from toadstool tour and the 3ds one seems like there's, I mean, they're very similar, but it seems like you have a little bit more of, in terms of what you can do in terms of options. You've got more visual. You can sort of see where your ball's going to go after it lands and stuff like that. You can obviously, like with the other one, you can apply uh, backspin and forward spin and stuff like that and bend your shots. Um, and yeah, just it looks so good. Like, I'm very, very excited. I really enjoyed the um, 2K game just as a, as a straight golf game again because of the just the sheer amount of content it had unlimited number of courses um and really excellent controls but this is something that's always been a little bit different it plays a really good game of golf definitely but you always just get that sort of that bit more i really hope there's going to be like a a mini game a mini golf game like on the n64 one where you had to there's like putting only sort of thing that would be good i'd love to see ring shot mode 
as well. Ring Shard mode is uh, I've always enjoyed that. I would love to see come back. There's yeah. a lot of uh, the RPG mode looks to be quite in depth as well. They 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 showed a bit in the treehouse about how you can build up your ability. Like there's a lot of mini games you have to do. So the one they showed was you had to get a shot within like a circle and get points. And like if you did it, if you got the high score, then your character's ability accuracy would go up. So it does look like there's going to be a lot of content and I'm very, very excited to finally get it and play it because it's been, I think, I mean, I did have the 3DS one, but I barely played it. So Toadstool Tour is the last one I really dug my teeth into. So can't wait for this one. There was a slight niggle before I pre-ordered and uh, I think it was the trio stuff that kind of sold me on. I thought right now I'm definitely going to get it regardless of this niggle if it doesn't quite come through. And that is the punishment for mistiming your swing doesn't seem to be as strong as it would be in a normal kind of golf game but i could be wrong they could you know that there, there is in the kind of shot gauge there's like two red kind of uh arrows which kind of come out of the top of the shot gauge which kind of indicate that if you get your timing wrong maybe the ball will swing one way or the other uh as, as a punishment so you'll end up in the bunker or, or or whatever you know off off out of bounds greg do those concerns bother you um, well, I've I've actually only heard the concerns from like you and Darren and stuff on Discord. Like, I haven't watched the Treehouse or anything. Um, and obviously, like the the gauge is a little bit different to how the Mario Golf games normally work because obviously, like you usually just like build the par up, hit hit it at the top, and then it would come back down again. Obviously, it's a bit different this time. It goes up, and then it seems to like start again from the bottom. And then you have to time it that way. So it, it kind of it works effectively the same sort of way by the looks of things, but it just visually it's a wee bit different but like i I haven't watched enough to sort of have those same concerns and and to be honest i'm actually not concerned because i think it's going to play great like mario golf games have always been amazing and mm-hmm. if anything i think this is maybe like the most excited i've been to get my hands on a game for a long time <laughs> like and it's really weird because like i'm not really into golf in real life or anything um but the mario golf games are fantastic and what we've seen like the the new dog city and stuff that's going to be coming and all this it just looks really really good and i think there's there's going to be so much stuff here and the fact that you can play with like button controls and then there's like going to be motion control option as well like that's gonna it's gonna be great like i can't wait for it yeah even even if it doesn't punish you too much for doing a bad shot on mistiming it, it's still i you know th- those concerns that i did have just gone out now and and really really excited to get the, on the golf course with you boys yeah it's hopefully <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh, then moving on to Monster Hunter Stories 2, they just showed more of what Wings of Ruin is about. This is coming on July the 9th. There's a free demo, which is quite nice. They did drop on uh, June the 25th, which is the same day as Mario Golf Super Rush's launch. They're trying to uh, take away from the golfing there with some RPG. And your progress then carries over if you do play the demo. And I'm sure my son will because he's been loving Monster Hunter Rise. I, I think he loves that kind of world enough to get him into uh, this uh, cartoon RPG as well. And there's going to be um, some co-op multiplayer quests and battles, which sounds a lot of fun, Nick. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I didn't end up getting Rise in the end, but uh, the more they've shown of this game, the more appealing it's become to me. I do much prefer the sort of straight RPG aspect of this game. Um, And if I was to get one of the two, I think it would probably be this one first. So, yeah, looking forward to it. I'll definitely download the demo and try it. It's it's looking really nice. It looks really nice, yeah, as well. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
which is a good selling point. Greg? Uh, visually, I would I'd probably find it more appealing than, than Rise, but yeah. it's, it's I'll, I'll not be for me. Like I won't be picking it up. I was excited by the next uh, announcement, which is WarioWare Get It Together, which comes out on September the 10th. Pre-orders are open once again. £50 on the eShop there. Oh, no, sorry, it's £40. as a £10 uh, discount for it being uh, smaller, maybe micro-game sessions. But they've added in the inclusion of you can play as three. This was in the treehouse they showed later. You Basically, before you start a session, you choose three characters. And then you go through, uh, as you choose the, the kind of session you're going to go through, you you choose those three characters and then it randomly chooses a character for that micro game so every time you play that micro game it randomly chooses a character so you have to play that micro game slightly different to get the outcome that's desired for to you know to successfully win that game and you're gonna have unfortunately with two joy-con controllers i don't think there's the option here to use pro controllers at least they haven't said but two players can play together using wireless play no online that's a shame greg as far as I can, as far as I know, I think Pro Controller does work. I think, um, yeah, like I was excited to see WarioWare come on back. I'm actually slightly nervous because it looks a little off, and like it's, I suppose it's the same with Metroid and like one of the other games that we're probably going to talk about a little later as well. Visually, it looks a little off, um, and the way the mini games work with like you controlling a character now, eh. I'm nervous about it. I have it pre-ordered, and I think it's it's probably still going to be a lot of fun. But I haven't seen the treehouse like like the rest of the stuff, so I'm just going off the trailer it was on the direct, and mm, don't don't know how it's going to turn out. I think the treehouse actually sold me more on it. You know, it looks it looks far better from it was only like a ten minute section in the treehouse as well, so it's well worth checking out. Um, the, the way that you do choose those three characters before you start the level, and then you've got the random character, it, it does do something different, uh, which which is quite interesting. Nick, I also didn't watch the treehouse for this one, but the the trailer was enough to sell me on it. I think it looks great. Um... I probably won't get it on day one at full price, to be honest, but I've always enjoyed a decent WarioWare game. I played through the DS one on 3DS Virtual Console fairly recently, within the last year, I think, and I really enjoyed that. Uh, WarioWare Touched mm-hmm. is a great game. Yeah, um, it's, it is a good one. So as long as it follows that sort of pattern in how it's designed, especially with single player, then I will be, I'd be well up for, for going through it, for sure. I've always enjoyed them. Yeah, they're always fun. And, and it, this is something for me and my son, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to play through with, uh, completely in two players. I think that's one of the one of the selling points for me as well, because I think, like, my son, he's, he's five now, and I think we might be able to, to play through some of this stuff together. I think he'll probably have a laugh at some of the, <laughs> some of the stuff that's going on, because WarioWare games are generally pretty, pretty humorous. Yeah. Lots of slapstick stuff the kids will laugh at uh, and, and adult humour as well in there. Mixed in. Nick, I think this next one is for you and nobody else. Shin Megami <laughs> Tensei 5. I, I'm not um, looking forward to this. It looked very, very rough in the direct, didn't it? When they, when they actually yeah. started showing gameplay. Got into the open yeah. world and running through <laughs> with the monsters there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I'm still looking forward to it. I'll probably get this. Um, I really enjoyed... Um, Tokyo Mirage sessions. This, especially the UI, 
is heavily borrowed from that. Um, it's it that UI is so cluttered. <laughs> that, that's what's that's another thing which scares me. It it's like oh, you 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 spend ten hours trying to learn mm-hmm. uh, the kind of in depth kind of mechanics of the basic UI there. But I mean, I enjoy obviously I enjoyed Tokyo Mirage session, sessions a lot. It was one of the best, <laughs> one of the only RPGs on the Wii U. Um, I enjoyed the DS game Shen Megami Tensei Four. Uh, this. Obviously, that didn't have open world exploration. That was all done in menus. And then you had the dungeons to go through. Whereas this has the dungeons and the open world. So, I mean, I'm definitely up for giving it a go. I don't know if I'll get it on day one. Um, but I am looking forward to it. I wouldn't mind playing three first. That's just come out, the remaster. Uh, and maybe going back to four before I started it. But On the 3DS. On the 3DS, yeah. But I am looking yeah. forward to this, yeah. And then another quick one, Danganronpa Decadence, which is four physical games from the Danganronpa series. Um, I played the, the director, I can't remember his name, of this and the writer from Danganronpa. He released uh, World's End Club. I played the demo on Switch. That was quite interesting and took a lot of that kind of um, school school children stuck together and you have to kill everyone. They're all dying, basically. You have to find out who the murderer is or be the murderer yourself and work and pair up with people to get through. the kind of visual novels, basically. Basically, that the, the series is not for me. Any of you two? No, not really. Don't think it's don't think it's for me either. Like, um, I listen to Easy, Easy Allies quite a bit, and uh, like Ben Moore would always go on about Danganronpa now and again. Like, and I was actually always curious to see what it was because I actually never looked into it. Um, so I was actually surprised to see that there seemed to be some sort of like Phoenix Wright elements mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I like I don't think it would be for me. Like, but. I mean, there's a brave, brave collection of stuff there. Yeah, there's you know four games, and the board game I hear from uh, Nintendo World Report is not very good. But it's the <laughs> the first three games at least uh, more uh, traditional kind of visual novels with a little bit of a uh, Phoenix Wright thrown in. And darker, of course. Uh, Project Zero. This is the Wii U port we all <laughs> didn't know was coming or cared about. <laughs> Made in the black water. Did you play this on Wii U, Greg? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, I remember playing the demo. I pre-ordered the... Um, is it Collector's Edition or whatever it's called? I'm, I'm not sure about it. So it comes with a box and I think there's an art book and stuff in it. So like it was 50 quid, so it wasn't wasn't too bad a price for all that stuff, but <laughs> the game itself is, is not not very good. I was quite bored when I was playing it for the most part, and the combat. Um, obviously, you're using the camera, and like that's what the series is known for. But it was in many areas, it was very slow paced and boring, and like it's not not particularly like chilling or scary, <laughs> like so. So no, it probably doesn't have a great deal going for it, but I think it is a, a budget release. It needs to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nick? Yeah, I'll probably skip this. It's a shame we didn't get Xenoblade X, but never mind. Yeah. On Nintendo uh, Land. We Wii U port, we did want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Doom Eternal is getting the Ancient Gods uh, DLC, which is part one. It's out now. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. I believe you pre-ordered that as well, Greg. Pre-ordered in spite of how rough <laughs> it looked from the, the yep. footage in the in the direct. Um, it does look like a, a decent step down <laughs> from what the other versions look like. And 
I'm slightly worried about it and I was going to wait and see what the, the performance and stuff was like but there's just a part of me that actually really wants it so I'm going to take a leap of faith and I had a few points on uh, whatever website it was that I pre-ordered it from so I've got like the physical version for just under £30 so we'll see how it goes like, obviously I've played the game before so I know what to expect but yeah, very rough looking. <laughs> we we were expecting this to be hitting the same price point as the PS4 version, which was thirty four ninety nine, and then on the eShop it's thirty nine ninety nine. Yeah, that was like I couldn't really. Well, I could believe it. Like I was almost scared <laughs> that it was going to be more than that, but like I thought, like at worst, it would be thirty four ninety nine. But yeah, the fact that it came thirty nine ninety nine meant that I definitely wasn't going to download it digitally, which I initially planned. So to get it for about thirty pound was palpable. Nick, I will oh. be getting this on Xbox. <laughs> yeah, it looks horrendous on the Wii on the Switch. To be honest, <laughs> it, that I just you could see it straight away that you could tell the the lighting was really bad. It was really low res, and the. Uh, the character models weren't were nowhere near as good and the sort of the area that they were skating through was was very very clearly a downgrade from the ps4 and even from the ps4 and xbox one so i will yeah, be, to be fair, it was like it was like even when it was in like the sort of like the character select mm-hmm. menu like seeing this or like the way the character looked compared to like the background so it looked a little off mm-hmm. like there's something just thought uh, I don't know. It's going to be okay. There's this edge, <laughs> edge to the character as well, which which kind of tries to make them stand out as if they've added some sort of like cell shaded edge mm-hmm. shine to it. Yeah, it did look weird. Um, then there was Strange Brigade, a third person adventure. I'm not interested in this in the slightest. Shout if you want me to stop. Uh, Marion Rabbids was then shown, and then my game of uh, the direct. <laughs> Uh, something I've always loved all the way back. I did. I didn't play them on the GBA because I never owned a GBA. Um, but uh, I played them subsequently. Um, I, I believe I must have played them on my brother's GBA as well, just to try them out. But I played them subsequently on um, other systems, uh, especially the Wii U. And I played the DS versions of all these. Advanced Wars One and Two are making a return, including the campaigns from One and Two, which is Black Hole Rising. Reboot Camp is called December the Third, which is a little bit further away than I thought. When I saw this, first of all, the plasticky nature, I loved the pixel art, I was put off by it. Once I watched it in the Treehouse live, and some side-by-side comparisons that I think it was GameSpot did, or at least Nintendo Life did one as well, uh, of the pixelated graphics versus the the, the kind of new plastic models, um, I'm quite liking what they've done with it, and this is way forward. So this also is adding in online two players, which has been um, Nintendo basically said this is happening. Yes, you will have online for two players, but local will have the option to have one to four players. I'm hoping it's going to go deep into what like Wargroove you did with um, campaign builders and map editors and all that. So we can make our own map and then fight people online with them. I'm hoping it takes it that far as well, but I think this is a day one purchase, and this is where my second Nintendo Switch Online voucher will probably end up going. Nick? Um, Yeah, I was very happy to see this, obviously. Um, I've never played either of them on the the GBA. Uh, I also... I I thought it looked... The the art style was good. It's got that little bit 
too maybe chibi let's say for me i would prefer it i would prefer the pixel art but you mentioned wargroove and we've got wargroove already so we've got that sort of yeah. pixel art style so way forward are good at this style i think um and i'm glad that they're the ones behind it because it's a very good studio who've got a lot of very solid games and i'm sure it's going to be great uh, i wonder if we'll get any new content online is good um but yeah it's fantastic i mean it's probably i know people have already gone through it probably don't want to pay 50 quid but it's interesting that it's not intelligent systems making it which means fire emblem is probably somewhere in develop some kind of fire emblem is is somewhere in development um, but no it's definitely good to have this series come back again with cruising <laughs> and um warioware this was very unexpected but not against it at all for sure very very pleased i i think the 50 pound price tag was kind of shocking mm-hmm. first of all i was like oh my god why have they done that and then you when you when you think about it i have played through these again uh, before and i would play through them again there's like 40 hours of campaign between the two Definitely. games there mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. easily you know you could you could get 60 hours out of them and then that's not including the the online stuff um wonderful little strategy games for you greg um, well, I played Joe Strike a wee bit on the DS and couldn't couldn't really get into it, and it's it's the only one I've tried. So, I mean, I'm actually really glad that it's back for for everybody that wants it. Uh, the price is definitely too much for me to want to give it a another opportunity because I I still don't think it, I'll, I'll probably really enjoy it that much. But the best part of the announcement for me was the fact that seeing these like franchises all return, like yep. Metroids, WarioWare. Uh, I give you that hope that <laughs> things like that we haven't seen for a while, like Punch Out, Pilot Wings, and the other ones that shan't be named. Um, yeah, that it gives us hope. Like, and that's really good. In the wings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Shinya Takahashi and uh, Kazumi came on one more last time and said, "Right, we're handing over to another big man." Eiji Anuma was put on for the little Zelda section, which opened with uh, Age of Calamity Wave 1 DLC, which is called Pulse of the Ancients, showed a playable Guardian, showed a playable Master Cycle Zero for Zelda to write. And uh, controversially, Greg will find out later, were those double hook shots with Link was flailing <laughs> around? <laughs> well, like, I uh, initially, like, just pretty much ignored this yep. that this little section of the the direct and then like because of the quiz i had to <laughs> i had to go back and watch <laughs> it just just in case and yeah it was controversial like but yeah like i haven't got age of calamity so don't care about dlc for it now same here nick yeah I'm, i'll get into it eventually hopefully when a switch pro comes out but the frame rate's so bad i'm i'm just i'm not playing it at the minute Skyward Sword HD was shown, and we all know about that, you know. So that's July the 16th. They just basically said, hey, you know, that was their kind of advert, basically, for it, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Don't forget, this is coming. Then he said, there's nothing else coming to um, (laughs) to." Nintendo Switch. Don't get your hopes up for what we, what which what I thought, and it was talked into my in my own head that Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD remasters would be on the way, but. um, Maybe they just don't want to take the thunder from Skyward Sword at the moment. Um, and then they broke another promise, which was that it's exclusively for Switch games when they showed us another Game & Watch, uh, which is not on the Switch. 
including Zelda, Zelda 2, The uh, Adventure of Link, and The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, the original Game Boy, all on one, um, identical to the, the Mario one, basically, except the colours, which has got more green rather than the red and gold, and has a playable version of Vermin, which is like a whack-a-mole game with Link as the playable character. 50 US dollars that is Greg hmm um in terms of in terms of like um Twilight Princess and Wind Waker uh obviously the Breath of the Wild sequel is supposed to be coming out next year so like if the Switch is probably intended to go on for a few more years yet Twilight Princess and Wind Waker will appear after that at some point so like even though I said there's nothing else coming I think that's just in terms of like the anniversary year for for the switch so i think we will get those eventually the game and watch thing i thought yeah i suppose it's, pr- it's pretty cool like the mario one was c- kind of cool in a way but like the games on it are absolute trash like i don't want to <laughs> don't want to play any of them <laughs> so yeah not in, in terms of that yeah i think i prefer to pick up the mario one you know it's more more iconic um game that you can just pick up and play i wouldn't want to play zelda one again nick if my wife got me this as a 35th anniversary present i would divorce her (laughs) (laughs) just awful i cannot believe that they thought this oh yeah you know after everything they did for mario's 35th anniversary um i had no interest in the game and watch it's not for me i don't want to play nes super mario brothers again but you know we got the 3d all-stars we got the mario uh, super mario 35 (sighs) and this just i don't know i just i think it's terrible i think the games are trash they're not trash but they are definitely not the best zelda games not even close um they're not even remastered they've just stuck a clock over everything which is weird <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they they've they also you know you know um uh the uh, links awakening it mm-hmm. should be in that kind of four three aspect that the game boy screen is it's stretched mm-hmm. it looks it looks a little bit weird as well you know yes it's there to fill the screen but it didn't look like that in the past yeah just really really disappointing announcement um and i think evidence that nintendo just doesn't really care that much about zelda compared to mario um so yeah I'll enjoy not playing Ocarina of Time and Twilight Princess and Wind Waker again <laughs> <laughs> and focus all Honestly, my energy. Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Skyward yeah. Sword's what I want it like. Exactly. So, me, yeah. me too. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm delighted happy with this. Uh, so yeah, it was it was kind of disappointing overall, to be honest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I definitely won't be picking up that piece of plastic for fifty quid with a few ROMs on it. Um, but I think you'll see a big difference in the number of sales between the Mario Game and Watch and the Zelda Game and Watch. I don't think the Mario one sold all that. I, I, I have no numbers, but you can still pick it up from everywhere. You know, uh, the you Zelda just pop one in shop, and they've got and the Zelda one will, will be very, very yeah. cheap in a few months. Yeah, good point taken. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Breath of the Wild two was then shown, which is another highlight, of course. Uh, AG Numa came out after they showed the twenty twenty two release date and said, "We are." aiming this is exact words we are aiming for a 2022 release mm-hmm. which doesn't install me instill <laughs> me with any sort of sense of confidence that it will come in 2022 but who knows they're aiming let's hope they hit the target what are your takeaways from that trailer which i thought was wonderful greg uh, biggest disappointment of the direct for me 
I I knew we were going to see Breath of the Wild 2. Like it was, it was inevitable. I expected to see more of it. And I expected to see something a little different than what we got. Like I, maybe it is too, maybe they're still too early to show some, some more stuff. But I expected to see like a trailer showing like dungeons maybe. And like maybe some of the classic items and weapons back again and stuff. What maybe that's foolish of me to expect that sort of stuff because what I'm seeing is effectively <laughs> Breath of the Wilds too. <laughs> um, but it, 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 honestly, it didn't really show enough, and it didn't really get like the the pulse racing or enough excitement there. Like, um, I don't really know what else to say. Like, it showed like um, in terms of abilities, it showed the stasis again. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looked like that was more of a rewind feature rather than a pause and then hit and push back. It looked like there was some sort of um, feature that would allow you to rewind time, yeah. which was evident in that dripping water as well. When it went, you know, Link turned into a dripping water and then went up as as in a reverse water drop. So there seems to be some sort of yeah rewind time feature as part of whatever's happened to his arm. If you noticed, his arm was um, all skew if after touching whoever that um, evil entity is underneath Hyrule Castle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, it's going to be a fantastic game. Like, I have no doubt about that. Um, I just just wanted to see more, really. Did Did you notice the similarities between Skyward Sword? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the initial kind of reveal of Link diving Down. Mm-hmm. in exactly the same kind of animation as he does as he's jumping off one of the, I forgot what those birds are called, uh, from, you know, and, and descending into the, 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 the lower ground. Yeah, Loftwing. Thank you. And then there's also what one of the kind of temple golems, which which are like stone beasts, but not, but not the stone golems that are in Breath of the Wild. But there's like a return to some um, enemies or friends that looked a lot reminiscent of en- enemies and friends that appeared in Skyward Sword as well. And it's like, wow, wow, there's there's some crossover here, maybe, mm. Nick. Yeah, I think I, I, I noticed that as well. I think, like Greg, I thought the whole thing was pretty disappointing, to be honest. I thought the whole Zelda section was disappointing. Firstly, because they're clearly way behind on development. Um, we I thought it would be early 2022 at the latest, but I don't think it will be now. I thought the trailer compared to Breath of the Wild's E3 16 and Nintendo Switch 2017 presentation was very boring compared to those two incredible trailers. Um I don't think it showed enough, and I don't really think it showed anything that interesting either. Uh, it looks like st- we're still in Hyrule, but with floating islands above it, um, which is kind of disappointing, to be honest. I would have liked to see a whole new world and not just you know re- retrace the steps that we've already been to. Now, that might change if it's a long time in the past or the future, then oh, that would be interesting to see. But if they have basically copied and pasted the Breath of the Wild world and stuck some new stuff in it, then I'm probably not going to be that excited for it, to be honest. Um, visually, I don't think it looked that much better than Breath of the Wild. There doesn't seem to be that much of a big step up, even though that's a Wii U game. And yeah, just overall, I, it didn't it didn't get me in any sort of way that the original game did. But that might be because Sorry, that, expectations that are too high. That, that, yeah, 
a 2017 trailer with the music kicking in. That was just a thing of beauty, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Zelda crying in the end there. But no, this did get me in, in terms of, oh, I, I really want to get back into this this place. I want to really mm-hmm. get back into this Breath of the Wild Hyrule. And uh, and what, what, what kind of shocked me was that we were all expecting to be underground. You know, when we saw the initial <laughs> yeah. trailer and now they've gone, ha, forget being underground. It's completely opposite. Um, so we'll see where that takes us. Mm-hmm. I, I just need to see more like, yeah, you, like I, you both I do. I think that would yeah. help. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think we can completely rule out underground bits as well, because obviously, like the bits of stuff, like the islands in the sky or whatever, like if they've been like ripped out of like mm-hmm. Hyrule or whatever, there may be areas to go go in under where they where they've emerged from. And one but, of like, those areas, if you look at one of the stills where Link is holding on to the the, the glider, and in the uh, I think there's the it's it's one of the stills where the the stone golem comes up and he's got an encampment of bokoblins on top yeah. of it, mm-hmm. which was quite which I thought that was that's quite a nice little touch. Mm-hmm. In the background's Death Mountain. There's no volcanic activity on Death Mountain anymore. It's like, oh, can we actually we'll get into it. Death Mountain? This <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, as a as a potential dungeon there. So yes, you might be right there, Greg. Like the the thing, my takeaway really is like. You have like the sequel to like one of the most revered games of all time. Like some people say it's it's the best game they've ever played and stuff. And you have like a remake of a late Wii title. And which one am I more excited for at the moment? And it's definitely Skyward Sword HD. Yeah, me too. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I've got to say I'm the opposite, but uh, I won't be picking <laughs> Skyward Sword HD. I'm sorry. So your overall th- feelings, a little um, uh, ranking of um, how Nintendo did out of ten for this Nintendo E3 2021 Direct, Nick. I think overall I'd probably give it a seven. I definitely wasn't the best presentation ever. It definitely wasn't the worst. Um, I think it was the best of E3 by far. Um, and I was, I think the thing that that I was pleased most about was that this year is, is unlike the previous two years, is very, very, very stacked with games. Um, it's nice to see them bringing back some old franchises. There were a couple of really good surprises. Zelda was disappointing. Overall, the whole Zelda section was disappointing overall. I think while Metroid Dread is a really good announcement, I do feel like it there was just it was lacking that one big announcement where everybody gets really excited. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't think Metroid Dread was quite that. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, overall it was it was solid. It was it was very solid. Um I was I enjoyed it. You know, I had a audible gasps at monkey ball and at, at advance wars and at metroid as well didn't expect either of them but i mean warrior where advance wars these are good franchises but they're not i don't think the sort of the stuff that's going to push the switch forward and keep it selling for nintendo fans it's great for sure but there's there's nothing that's that sort of the next level i would say and that's what it was lacking and it looks like this year is going to be lacking that that type of game which is which is fine for me i had a i had a look at like the release list and i'm surprised at how many games i'm going to be picking up this year mm-hmm. it's a good yeah. it's more than 10 it's you know it's very very it's going to be expensive but <laughs> i'm looking forward to it <laughs> greg your thoughts um pretty much in agreement i would have went with the seven out of ten as well um 
like Nick says, it was missing that one sort of like magical big moment. Obviously, we knew about Breath of the Wild too already. Like if if that had been the first time we had heard of the sequel, for example, that would have been a big moment, yeah. bigger moment than mm-hmm. it is. I think if they'd shown something like uh, a wee trailer at the end for Odyssey Two or something, that would have been like that would have been a big hit. But um, what they did show was was great, and all those returning franchises, like very happy with that. And when you sort of like break it all down and do look at the release schedule, like I have like Mario Golf and Tony Hawk both coming next Friday. Um, then next month got Skyward Sword HD. Month after that, No More Heroes three. Month after that, uh, WarioWare, and then in October, Metroid Dread. So like. That's more games than I've been excited for than for quite a large chunk of the the Switch's life actually. So like the year's looking really good for me. There aren't obviously there aren't those big 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 <laughs> hitters that we we talked about, but like Mario Golf is I'm really excited for. So there's plenty of stuff there to play. Like and that's that's all I can really ask for, especially after like a, a we're still in it, still in a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so, yeah, like can't can't really complain like and like you say like nintendo was the only only one at the at e3 that really had an exciting show on for me so yeah all good i think initially after the reveal i was like six out of ten but um i have warmed to a lot of the the stuff that um didn't quite take my fancy like advance wars and i was like "Eh, it's it's great it's back but it's not looking and then after watching the treehouse after it uh i am really warm into it and then yeah so for me it's another seven out of ten as well i I agree with everything you said but it, it, it is really really nice to get those smaller franchises yes there's nothing big mm-hmm. shown here but it, it is so delightful to get WarioWare back in Advance Wars mm-hmm. uh, even Super Monkey Ball you know just to get the original ones back there that played the best out of all of them but little drops like a cruising cruising blast and, and um, Worms Rumble is didn't look like it was running too well but uh, a little a little bit of in, extra information about Mario Golf Super Rush there all tipped it over the edge with that last um, extra details of um, what we're going to be doing in Legend of Zelda uh, Breath of the Wild 2, whatever that's called. They did say they uh, hid, held back the name as well, which is one of your mm-hmm. 20 questions, which we'll be playing later on, Greg, um, because it mm-hmm. will give too much of the game away. So that's the reason why they didn't show us the name. And we all lost the point, I think. <laughs> um, is there is there anything they didn't show? One one of the big things they didn't show, obviously, were like Bayonetta three, mm-hmm. Metroid four, all those kind of games. But Splatoon they didn't 3. show No More Heroes three, mm-hmm. and then they showed it in the Treehouse. Yes, and people have been. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, people have. I did. I haven't seen the Treehouse uh, footage of No More Heroes three myself, but people have been rather skeptical at. It's visual clarity and <laughs> the frame rate it is holding at present, apparently, Nick. I also didn't watch the No More Heroes. I watched most of the Treehouse, but I didn't watch that because um, they didn't announce it. It came on. No? Yeah, it just came on. I think it was close to the end. It just came on. There was a new Japanese trailer on the day of the Direct from, for No More Heroes 3, and it looks great. Like It really looks great. I think there's nothing there's nothing to worry about there. Maybe it'll have a few problems at launch with the frame rate, but I'm sure they'll get ironed out over time. Um, I'm still looking forward to it. I just downloaded the second game, and I'm just going to start yeah. that before it comes out. So, yeah. Likewise. Yeah. 
10% discount, yeah? <laughs> the same as what it was when it released right, on the Switch. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the discount was going to get any better. So with that and our summation of Nintendo's E3 Direct presentation, we're going to go on to our last section of this E3 podcast with Greg's 20-question quickfire round post-predictions show. So obviously last week, well the week before, we we made our our predictions for the <laughs> for what would happen. I had a list of twenty questions of random things that might happen during the Nintendo Direct, and we've all said whether they will or won't happen. So we're going to run through those and see how many points each of us have got. And there's one I don't think it's particularly controversial because it's it's clear, but uh, <laughs> it's it's worth discussing as well. So I'm going to leave that particular question to the very end because it is pivotal in <laughs> in the Victor, I think. So um, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that one, I guess. So I've had to go through the the trailer actually or the direct a couple of times. Like obviously I watched it initially and then. I kind of watched it again at home and then there's a few things that needed ironed out so I, I watched it again specifically for those moments um, so I think I have everything here but if you have any objections please let me know um, so the first question was will we see Mario throw his cap during the presentation now obviously there's no no Odyssey 2 so that kind of ruled that out um, but we did see Mario in quite a few other games but I did not see him throwing his cap no, I can't remember seeing it. I, I remember specifically even on the Mario Party, you thought, oh, maybe he can throw his cap in the air. When it, I can't remember seeing that now. You're yep. right there. We all said no, so that's a point for, for each of us there anyway. Good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just going to take a wee tally of this in case I've got it wrong initially as well. Um, will there be a game with Remix in the title? I've been through all the games on the, that were shown. No remix. Um, there was a couple of opportunities for stuff like you could have had a Dagon Rumpa remix or a Super Monkey Ball remix or something, but no, yeah. that, that didn't appear. So Nick was the only one who said we would see a yeah. remix in the title. It's so zero that's for a me. point for me and a point for me. Nothing for Nick. Um, will Samus fire a missile? I said yes. Lee said no. I definitely Nick, said no. Yeah. Nick said yes. And yes, during the trailer on the direct, she absolutely fired a missile. Come on. Uh, right into Emmy's face. Mm-hmm. Yep. Completely impenetrable. So yes, that's a, a point for me and Nick. In the treehouse, they showed that the Emmys can be destroyed as well, which is, a you know, I, I think it's, a, it's one of those points that you become super powerful and <laughs> mm-hmm. then bang, you release that kind of dread. Good. Mm-hmm. Cool. But not, uh, not with a super missile. Okay. Castlevania will be revealed for Switch, but have no of in the title. Uh, there was no Castlevania of any description, <laughs> and we all predicted no anyway. So that's another point for each of us there. But news on that 
the advanced games yeah. are getting remade. Uh, not remade, they're getting re-released yeah. in a new collection. The Australian Ratings Board mm-hmm. uh, classification system has outed maybe... But they don't say what games are in there, but it'd be lovely to have all four, wouldn't it? Never played any of them, so yes. Um, I've played quite a few of the Castlevania games on the on the Game Boy Advance. I would probably have preferred a, a DS collection, if yeah. anything. Yeah, but, same, um, yeah. But yeah. That is what it is. Um, definitely not shown during the direct, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, will we hear the words "henching a go-go, baby"? <laughs> we did not. As much as much as I tried to listen carefully <laughs> for the whole thing, I didn't hear anybody say "henching a go-go." Uh, Lee was the only person that said no. We wouldn't hear it, so that's a, a point for Lee. Henching mm. a no-no, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bayonetta will make reference to the fact that we have been kept waiting. We were all <laughs> sure she yeah. would do that. And she didn't even appear, um, did and she? Obviously, didn't even appear. Um, and I didn't really care that she didn't appear. Like, it's not bothered. But we all said no. It's not coming or, Sorry, we all said it would happen, so we don't we don't get a point for that one. And a couple of minutes after the direct, Kamiya got angry again that fans were asking, where's Bayonetta 3? <laughs> so um, Nintendo themselves came out and said, it is, uh, you know, it, it's it's progressing very well. Thank you very much. And that's all you hear about it. <laughs> very well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Mario Golf Super Rush will be revealed to have a trial. Now, when they started going into the Mario Golf segment in the the E3 Direct, I thought, yes, they're actually going to tell us. Here's you're going to get a week to mm-hmm. to try this out. Didn't materialize. Nope. It was just talking about the DLC and stuff. Um, we all said yes, it would happen. So again, no no points for any of us. Um, I say a wee bit surprised that there isn't something to yeah even that, a demo. Like, I don't think there is. So. Is there a nope. demo? There's, no. there's 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 nothing. There's uh, no demo anything, and and we are less than a week out mm-hmm. as we're recording yeah. this podcast. Yeah. I it's not happening. Confidence. And like personally, I, I didn't need a demo for it anyway, but I'm sure there will be people that that would would have minded something to try mm-hmm. there. Um, something will have new in the title. <laughs> <laughs> now, initially, I thought no. There was nothing with new in the title. Oh, wait there. Hold on. New, Hold ad- new Advance Wars. New Dragon Arrow. Ball Z, Kakaro Plus, a new Power Awakened set. <laughs> it's got new, in, new the in the title. Yeah. It does. Damn. <laughs> so, Nick said, yes, yes, we would have something with new in the title. <laughs> so he sneaks a point there. <laughs> Well played. <laughs> you you got to keep that quiet, Greg. Unbelievable. Nick, have any? <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to be honest here, guys. Um, Nintendo will apologise for something. They didn't, did they? I said no. Oh. Lee said no, and Nick said yes. Oh, did they apologise? Didn't they apologise for not for for Metroid Prime Four? There was wasn't there something of. I can't remember if it's something, not, not an apology more, but uh, we're sorry to keep you waiting, that kind of thing. No, no? like I, I watched that, okay. like I watched segments again thinking they might have apologised for that or even during like the Zelda, Zelda section yeah. or yeah. something. Sorry for releasing this game and watch and not what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there was no apology. Like not even the, the word sorry was definitely not mentioned okay. anywhere either. So shame. Um, 
So a point for me and Lee and Yay. nothing for Nick there. Okay. A new color or themed Joy-Con will be shown. Nope. Um we all said yes there would be <laughs> and there wasn't. So uh, And there was nothing on Donkey Kong either. I know that was that was quite surprising as well. Um there's been quite a lot of rumors in recent weeks that just haven't materialized into anything. Yeah. So what a surprise. Yeah. Well done, Lakers. Um Okay, question twelve. Xenoblade Chronicles three will be teased. Oof. I said yes, Nick said yes, but Lee said no, and well done, Lee, Lee of course was right there. Um and goes into the lead. Um just a wee I recap was, of points. I was expecting something from the Monolith Soft yeah. himself though, and they were quiet yet again. Yeah, I mean, they still have that other game that mm-hmm. that's not Xenoblade that has been talked about for a, well, I say talked about it, it's been we've known about it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Like it's bound to be shown soon. Like, and Nintendo did say in the direct, like they are working on on other stuff that they didn't reveal. So, like, I'm confident that there's still plenty of other games that yeah are going to get us excited over the next year or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we recap of the points so far. Like, I have five points so far. Lee has six and Nick has four, so it's all rel- <laughs> After relatively how many? close there. Yeah, After how many questions are gone? Well, that was question twelve, but we've skipped question five, so that's okay, eleven. Okay. Eleven questions. I five. think if if we all get less than ten overall, it's time to retire from making predictions. We're <laughs> 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 not very good at it, are we? Okay. Uh, question thirteen: There will be a Zelda roguelike. We all said no, and of course there yep. was there was none. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, that's another point for each of us there. Zelda 2 feels like a roguelike on the Game & Watch, mm-hmm. so you never know. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Master Chief will finish the fight <laughs> in Smash Brothers <laughs> Ultimate. Now, to be fair, I actually expected to see two characters shown. Me too, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. At E3, um, especially when we saw the... Um, First one at the beginning. The trailer at the very beginning, I thought it would maybe end the right with one as well. But nope, there was no other character, so there definitely wasn't Master Chief. And I was the only one silly enough to <laughs> to predict that. Didn't you say you were throwing away a point? I did say I was throwing away a point, yeah. yeah. But then, like, if with only one character remaining, he would be finishing the fight, <laughs> potentially, in the, in the next one, so... Uh, yeah, not give up hope just yet. Um, okay, we will see Donkey Kong beating his chest. Ah. Um, we I did see Donkey Kong uh, a couple of times during the presentation, but there's no beating of his chest. I think I saw him in the in Smash Brothers a little bit, and I think Mario Golf. He may have appeared in Mario Party as well. Mario Party, yeah. yeah, superstars. Yeah, yeah, and Mario Golf. Maybe not sure. I, I definitely seen him a few times, but no, no beating of the chest. Um, we all said no, so that was. Oh, sorry, we all said no, we yes. We all said yes. Yeah, I so definitely no, said yes no for that. Matt, it was yeah. going to be Donkey Kong's fortieth anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, we all thought we'd see quite a bit of Donkey Kong, but not to be. There will be a Wii U port. <laughs> we all said yes. Yeah. No, it's not the game we all expected, but <laughs> there was definitely one, obviously, with Project Zero. So that's another point for us all. Nintendo will throw in a troll about Switch Pro. They didn't. <laughs> we all said no, so we're we're all right on that, on that one. Uh, the only troll was maybe showing Ganondorf at the the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and saying absolutely nothing about a Switch Pro. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, now this one here surprised me in a good way. Uh, a new Kirby game will be revealed. <laughs> I am amazed that we didn't see one. And yet, I was the only one predicted that we wouldn't see one. <laughs> Against my better judgement. And so I've managed to sneak a point there. Um, we All will those get... rumours have led me astray there, Greg. It, you know, they're saying new Donkey Kong before the end of the year, new Kirby before the end of the year, especially something that was going to be maybe even a 3D Kirby game. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that didn't materialise either. I mean, those that slew of Kirby games will be coming whenever the switches and the <laughs> dying embers. <laughs> um, they'll definitely come. Um, we will get an official name for Breath of the Wild. Of course, we all predicted yes. <laughs> and then again, we also predicted a word which we would see in the <laughs> title. And I mean, those those words may come to fruition, but we did not see an official title for Breath of the Wild 2. So, yeah, uh, no points for any of us there. And then uh, Mario Kart 9 <laughs> or new Mario Kart 8 DLC will be shown. We got neither. You guys both said yes, actually. I know, and that was against my better judgment as well. Yep. I was taken away by all those hype mongers. There. <laughs> I said <laughs> no, despite how much I, I would want it, want it some there. Uh, so that's another point for me. Okay, so going into the final potentially, but not really potentially controversial question, we've got Nick on eight points. Lee's got ten points. And I have 10 points. Ooh, so I lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember what you said for the answer to the next question. Which can we... you remember what you said? <laughs> yeah, I remember what I said, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mine so... was a resounding yes because of the double chance of yeah. um, it appearing in the Skyward Sword yeah. trailer. So you can probably guess what my answer was. <laughs> okay, so it said uh, we will see Link use a hook shot. Now, obviously, with it being Zelda's anniversary and stuff, uh, there was quite a lot of Zelda stuff shown, and including Smash Brothers as well. There was plenty of opportunity to for Link to throw it as we we hook shot there to <laughs> to grab some there, whatever. I looked through every piece of footage as carefully as I could, um, including stuff like uh, the Link's Awakening segment on the the Game and Watch. Oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but there was a boomerang, and then yeah, there, there was no hook shot. That's for sure. Yeah. The only thing that came close to a hook shot was during the Edge of Calamity DLC section, where Link was using uh, an item which. I'm not sure. I think it, I think it was called the Fleals. I think you said it was Lee. That's um, right. Yeah, and obviously, flag. it has two what I would call like claw shots, maybe on the on either side of it. And you did see him grabbing an enemy, which sort of made this uh, made us think about <laughs> this a wee bit more than maybe we needed to. But in in my opinion, there, it's not a hook shot. <laughs> um, and. Uh... Even though I could win by saying, no, it's definitely a hookshot, it pulls things towards you. It, I, I, you know, and self-consciously, I can say it's not a hookshot, is it? Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's an attacking weapon, which um, in, in, in a variety, like a nunchuck or a, or a, there is one point in there as well. He doesn't just pull an enemy. He pulls like the ground up and then throws a bomb or throws a ground or does something with it as well. 
but specifically it being called a flail i couldn't call it a hookshot what are your thoughts on that nick (laughs) (laughs) i agree i think i don't think it's a hookshot i've watched it again and yeah it's not a hookshot yeah i would say (laughs) (laughs) it was definitely interesting though um so yeah obviously that that would give me the victory um no, we didn't really get enough of those right. I <laughs> think to be really like proud of ourselves. We we did manage it past the halfway mark though, I which didn't. was um, you. Well, <laughs> what did you end up on, Greg? Was it eleven points? Was eleven? It? Yeah, eleven. Yeah, okay. Cool, fifty-five. So we and I even threw away a couple of points on silly stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was. And my, right. I think my biggest problem was listening to. Um, the hype mongers oh. and the, the leakers <laughs> and all that, which I should not use my heart. My, instead of using my heart, I should use my head. Yeah. Again, it's just one of those things like you, you just can't predict no, Nintendo. Like if, if you'd said before, like, we will see Advance Wars, you would have all said nope. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Any last words before we conclude our podcast, boys? I don't know. I was just going to say I think it was a good it was a good show, and the the rest of the year should be good for good games. And I'm sure next year we're gonna we've got we already know Splatoon two, we already know Breath of the Wild two, hopefully coming next year. Probably Bayonetta three as well. Um, yeah. So I think after I would say 2019 2020, a couple of big games, but overall, especially with some of the ports that we got, which just weren't that interesting. I think brain training and stuff like that. I think that there was a dip in the middle of Switch's life, but I do think Nintendo is slowly sort of turning things around and steering it back in the right direction. Because I, I think me and both, both me and Greg, we went off the Switch quite hard in recent times, and I think they've done a lot to win us back around, which is which is definitely a good thing. Yeah, I, I would tend to go in, in sort of waves where it's like, ah, oh, Switches, like this is an amazing system, I absolutely love it, and then I'll just like completely fall off it because there's nothing really exciting me on it mm-hmm. at that particular time it's, but for like the next few months like I said earlier like there's plenty for me to actually be actively looking forward to and like that's something we haven't had for a while probably since 2017 when the, the Switch first came out and like you say like another 3D Mario game is surely just around the corner as well I wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's next year along with Splatoon and I think Breath of the Wild will the sequel probably won't make it next year <laughs> but like if it was like that would be pretty much 2017 all over again really yeah. with mm-hmm. um with those three big hitters um but yeah like i'm i'm excited for the switch again which is which is more than i could really like hope for really like it's it's all good yeah those big hitters will be coming i'm sure in uh, 2022 2023 uh, metroid prime 4 2023 for me i'm sure but uh, at least I, I can wait for that and in these gaps where you've kind of dropped off i have been playing like these uh, indie games that have been on sale so i'm picking up for two or three pound and, and i've been absolutely loving playing the games and recording them for the old youtube channel especially those kind of co-op games i recently picked up nick uh part-time ufo very good uh, game. i played through the first couple of levels is really fun yeah it's yeah, great yeah, it's, it's very really very cool. good mm-hmm so just things like that that have dropped down in price now and games that I've not overlooked but have been on my wish list for years and years and years and they're coming down in the sales now it's uh, there's more than enough for everybody to be enjoying 
Yeah, there is a, a huge sale at the minute. Like, there's <laughs> there's plenty of stuff to pick up. So that's all we have time for this week. We hope you've enjoyed, and you can contact me, Lee, on Twitter at londragon underscore UK. Greg? Uh, at Nekinando. And all three of us frequent the N Europe forums, and specifically the NE Cafe thread, where you'll find more information about this very podcast. We'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe, give us a rating and a review at your podcast provider of choice. And thanks for listening to us, and we'll see you maybe in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Any Cafe podcast and In Europe podcast. If you like our content, please don't forget to subscribe and give us a review at your podcast provider of choice. You can find this very podcast on all good podcast providers such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn and many others. We're also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram where you'll find content relating to our weekly schedule and areas to interact and ask us questions. You'll also find us at the N Europe website where we frequent the forums. Drop by and say hello. Stand or she'll cast a spell on you. I turn-